All right. We're back again. Look at that. We've been consistent. How are you doing today? Yeah, it's a little bit tired, but uh, you know, I'm here and uh I'm really glad that we have a little guest with us today. It's not just us this week. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, even though I can hold my own, I don't need a guest, but <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have a pretty good guest today, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, hey y'all, I'm Pinky, and I am here to talk about careers and stuff. Okay, okay, so now you want to be shy, because two minutes ago, <laughs> we were just talking, and we had it all mapped out, and now when we hit the I record just, button, you got I shy. didn't know how I was supposed to introduce myself, what you want, my age, sex, location, like, right you yeah, took it back to like black planet days okay what okay. about what about what you're drinking right now what, what are you sipping on i am drinking a sangria mm. yeah i, I fancy see. wine glass nah that look like you're drinking out the bottle i mean you know we <laughs> might have to it's like olivia pope wine glass Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna let you make it. I, since so many people had a problem with the Tito's and apple juice, I switched it up. I'm drinking Tito's and uh, strawberry lemonade. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you actually switch it up on purpose this time, or was it just what was in the fridge again? It was what was in the refrigerator, y'all. So, um, I'm gonna drop my cash up at the end of this if you guys want to contribute to my grocery fund, um, Mm. so that I can buy some more mixers have a lot of liquor i just don't have a lot of mixers so it was either yeah, that or straight. straight yeah that's what i was about to say you don't want me out here drinking it straight because then we'll have a real <laughs> problem just put a little water in it you know <sighs> no nah. what about you what you drinking d uh you know i'm just going with some good old-fashioned h2o you know hydrating wait what mm. you know that's why i don't uh, we got to work on you Dion. every week you're supposed <laughs> to drink something okay you know i i just i wasn't really feeling like uh hitting it tonight i don't know i just wanted some water but um, maybe after this, I'll go ahead and, and relax. Okay, okay. Take the edge off. Take the edge off. You definitely got to take the edge off. So I guess, I mean, for me, things that are running through my mind so far, the stimulus bill, is it was passed or it's somewhere in the Senate, in the House. I mean, I don't remember. Um, but one thing that didn't get passed was increasing minimum wage to, I think, $15. That was kind of heartbreaking to hear. What do you guys yeah. think? The fight for 15. Yeah, man. I mean, back, back, I can remember in like 2010 when uh, SEIU actually came up with that as a campaign. And, you know, they've been building up every year where now it's like on the front of people's minds. But yeah, I remember like we had this campaign where we went into McDonald's with flyers and one after another, we dropped the flyers off at the person at McDonald's, um, you know, taking, taking orders or whatever, you know, and that was. What kind of group did you do that with? It was a labor union I was a part of. So I was an organizer for a labor union. And uh, it's funny to see it in 2021, finally starting to get starting to get traction to the point where, you know, it almost got slipped into that STEMI. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to keep fighting for it. Man, I mean, I I can't imagine how people are surviving off of 725 in Texas. Um, Right. I mean, what are you what are you getting with that? How many jobs are you working? Um, mm. because you definitely can't work one job and live and eat. And then just imagine if you have kids or a pet or a dog, like, <laughs> yeah, if you got a dog, it's over. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I just think about like all the people that work in DC that make so much money. Like, why do you guys feel like they're holding people back from making $15? Like what's why, uh, why not? 
Dog, they're not even thinking about people making $15 or $7. Like, that's not probably yeah. even like registering with them. They probably never had to like really grind off of something that low. And, you know, even like the service workers who don't even make $7 an hour, you know what I mean? Like, they working off of tips. We're not tipping right now because we all picking up our food and getting it delivered. So, like, how are they um, surviving, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't think they're thinking about that at all. Right. There was a, some kind of like meme or something like that. Um, from a TV show and the lady was like, well, how much is a gallon of milk right now? Like $20? <laughs> like she so far removed from reality. And right. I like, that's what it is. They don't understand people struggle. They're like, I don't know, $7.25? You should be able to pay your $400 rent. Like, I don't know. They don't know how much rent is. <laughs> they don't care. Right, right. I mean, not only do they not care, just think about, say you went to college for a year or two. And then you dropped out and you took out all those loans, but then, you know, you mm. couldn't get a job. So you make a minimum wage and they expecting you to pay back them loans. The system is definitely fucked up. We got to Something got to happen here shortly. Otherwise, I just I don't know. I mean, I'm going to see. I feel like we see more GoFundMe's popping up. It's just so many things that I feel like if the government puts gives people their money or give them a little bit more money, we wouldn't have to like give back so much. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like there's always a campaign. There's always mm-hmm. something for the needy. But if y'all get these people their money, us regular people won't have to give back so much. Man, you remember the uh, Occupy movement when they were talking about the one percenters and you know, you got to think about that way too. Like if you out here, you make a business idea and you just out here, you know, getting all the money from folks, you know, thinking about Amazon and folks like that. Like at what point is it immoral to hoard that much money as an individual when people are out here, like you said, trying to make ends meet off of $7 an hour. So I feel like there's a responsibility, you know, outside of the government, even, you know, looking at these individuals who have accumulated, you know, massive wealth on the backs of people that are making seven bucks an hour. Yeah, I don't know. But kind of brings me to my next point, this vaccine, right? What Mm. I am seeing is a lot of people with money having the vaccine. What I'm not seeing is a lot of people of color getting the vaccine. Do you feel like the rollout was a success or was it a disaster? Do, Do you have the vaccine? I got the first shot. And uh, in my perspective, I think that people of color that I know want it, whether or not they have it, you know, that's another story. But I haven't heard really anybody that I know personally being like, no, I'm not getting it. You know, you see the memes in in the articles and whatnot talking about, you know, people are afraid of this Tuskegee uh, experiment and things like that. But, you know, the people in my circle directly, and I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but uh, my experience has been that people actually do want it. Man, Pinky, what you thinking? <laughs> I don't think oh, I don't want it. No parts of it. Um, oh, man. Really? Why not? Yeah. So it's not because I think they're trying to secretly kill black people or anything like that, or they're testing stuff out. It's because I don't feel like it has been tested enough for any human. I mean, we've had HIV forever. And why hasn't that been studied more or something like that? I'm not going to just take something that was developed so quickly without understanding the effects of it. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think they're trying to eliminate people or make people infertile. I just don't think they understand enough what the long-term effects of this vaccine could do. I think AIDS and cancer is a business, right? If we find a cure for AIDS and we find a cure for cancer, 
then that means people won't have to keep coming back for like chemo and all these different medications. I think the difference with the vaccine is it's something that we kind of need to kind of get back on with life. I think with cancer and AIDS, we can kind of stick people, give them some medicine to kind of prolong their life so that they live longer. Um, so I don't think we can compare the two. But if they're willing to push cancer because it's a business, why would they not be willing to push this vaccine for another reason that we're just not aware of? So, I, I mean, I got a different take on, on the whole like AIDS piece of it because look at who AIDS disproportionately impacts. It's like a forgotten thing mm, outside right. of certain communities where, you know, with COVID, it was a situation where anybody, anywhere, you know, you walking by somebody and they can give it to you. And so I think that's what spurred them to be like, hey, we need to get on this and get it on it quickly. You know, it became political. If you didn't solve the problem, or you're not getting back in office and people are really struggling. Um, so I think that piece of it also set apart, set it apart from other things that we've seen became okay, we got to solve this and solve this now, became on the forefront of people's, people's minds. Um, you know, people with power, people that make that decision to make it a priority. You know, it dominated um, you know, the news from, what, March of last year to, to now. It's still dominating. So, um, you know, I think all of that plays a role. Yeah, I can agree with that. The only thing that I would say is we have a 50% chance that you're right and a 50% chance that I'm right. And I'm not willing to take the vaccine knowing that there's a 50% chance I was right. Man, YOLO, you only live once. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure you didn't done some worse things than, uh, you know, get a shot. I personally, I didn't want the vaccine um, initially, but then um, all my friends were talking about it. And so I kind of gave in to peer pressure. Like, oh, you getting it? Oh, you getting it too? Well, shit, sign me up. I mean, I got my first dose. I'm waiting on the second dose so that I can hit these streets. Um, buck wild. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in a month, I mean, y'all gonna see me in the streets. Um, and go. then we'll, we'll know for sure if the vaccine works, right? Like, <laughs> you gonna test it. That's our market. So I'm gonna let you guys know. But I think after we get the vaccine, should we still have to wear a mask? Because if we think about it in Texas, starting tomorrow, we really don't have to wear a mask anymore, um, according to Greg Abbott. Think about the timing of when that mask mandate uh, got dropped after the winter storm. Everybody was talking about the storm. Now everybody's talking about this vaccine being lifted or the, the mask mandate being lifted. So, you know, I see that again as a political move. Um, it's not really in the best interest of people to not spread this thing around. And yeah. You know, I'm going to keep wearing my mask because even if I have the vaccine, it's not fully tested that I can't get it and, and transfer it to someone else that doesn't have the vaccine. And, you know, thinking about people who are already immunocompromised or um, older folks that I might come in contact with, I just don't want to be the person carrying something that could basically end their life, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, and that's a real, that's a, that's a reality for a lot of people who, if they catch this, that's it. And a lot of us, we're, health, we're healthy out here. We got insurance, you know, we can go yeah. do what we got to do, but um, everybody's not in that situation. So, um, you know, I think it's responsible to, to keep wearing it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to keep wearing mine. Um, but I am frustrated because now I have to go back to work. Soon as mm. the mandate was lifted, I felt like I got an email from my job that was like, ding, now you guys can come back to work. And I'm like, and that's why it was lifted. Right. No, I, I, I think that's part of it, right? Like, y'all need to go back to work. 
Right. It's how do y'all been at home? Because we know y'all not working hard. We know mm-hmm. y'all are probably shooting the <laughs> shit. Um, and, and the small I'm- businesses want people back out. And it's like hurting the economy. Economy, And I think that's why it was lifted, to get people back to work. But do you think that it's going to go back to society will go back to the way it operated before COVID. I mean, with all of the things, um, cause we talked about last week, how like everybody and their mom can like zoom now. And mm-hmm. before, like it was like a far off concept to get on a video chat with folks. Um, you know, if you weren't a millennial. Um, so, uh, yeah. Do you think it's going to actually revert back to the way that it was? Or do you think some of this is going to be, um, you know, permanent for a while in just like the way that we communicate and work? I mean, I think in the ways that we communicate and work, there would definitely be a switch or a shift. I'm sorry. Um, I feel like we will have more remote accessibility, more Zoom meetings. Um, but as far as our social lives, things are going to get back to normal. Okay. Okay. Brunch okay. is back on. Get <laughs> ready. Get your brunch Yo. Your hats, your outfits together because the streets are open. Um, and I think that's what we have to really focus on, Dion. I know you're ready to get back to work, <laughs> but for me, I ain't ready to live my best life again. Um, so I'm not really worried about work. Dog, I feel like after the winter storm, Texas opened back up, like on a social level. Because okay. legit, like after, I remember this weekend I was driving around, I was like, damn, where all these people come from? Like people were like everywhere. They I feel out. like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it was I like was I never seen that many dead people. Pinky said, "I've been out since like I don't know, oh, child, but I'm out every weekend. Not every. Okay, and you haven't caught COVID yet? No, I wear my mask. You know no, I oh. haven't. Okay, I haven't. Okay. I wear so my mask. I'm mask. not, but I also work from home, so I come mm-hmm. in contact with less people if I go out once a week than someone that goes to work every day and. Okay, so you are okay with going out Friday through Sunday because you work at home Monday through Friday? No, I don't go out Friday <laughs> through Sunday. <laughs> I said I go out once a week. They actually put you out the house. Right. Like I'm by the streets or something. I mean, I'm just saying, I think when people say I only go out once a week, in reality, that, that's really like three to four times. So we always have to add to that number. Mm. Um, no, because I've been a body count. I only right, out. right. I only go, <laughs> only go I mean, out once a week. I've been on your Instagram, and I've been like, oh shit, okay, cocktails on Monday. Oh shit, cocktails on Thursday. No, um, just so, the Saturday or the Thursday. My homeboy posted a picture of him taking the vaccine having his little sticker or whatever. And I was like, man, you telling people? He was like, yeah, because I'm about to be in these streets and I don't want nobody to judge me. And I was like, okay, I can respect that. So do you feel like now you're not going to judge your friends as long as they have that little sticker or that little card? What, what, wait, what card? You didn't get yeah, the what's vaccine card? card? Uh, oh, when they, you, it's like your next appointment? Do you, you appointment the vaccine? Card? I don't think you got the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a card. I'm like, wait, is it like an I voted sticker? Like, what is it? You get an I voted sticker in some cases, but it's like a vaccine card. And it tells like when you got your first like, job. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did get that. I did get that. So. Okay. You know, man, I feel like you really don't. You you didn't get the vaccine. <laughs> I mean, I put it in my uh, glove box so I can remember when to take the next shot. I wasn't like thinking about putting it on social media. So is that what people are doing with it? They're like yeah. posting it so that you know that they're safe. Yeah. Right, so that we won't okay. judge you when you start posting pictures that you turned up in the club. 
Ah, okay, okay. We're supposed to be like, oh, okay, we saw that you posted that you had the vaccine a couple <laughs> weeks ago, so it's okay now that you're out and about living your best life. See, you got to keep me up on these pop cultural things. I didn't know that that was a thing. I did see a dude, though, that said on his dating profile he was put in that he's fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. like on his like Tinder app or something. Oh, okay. to get people to be like, it's cool. Go, go out. Yeah, they can swipe. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to compare that to a vasectomy, but I guess that is different. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, a vasectomy to a card saying you got like, the vaccine? You know, like you put the vasectomy on your profile, meaning like if I nutty you, you won't get pregnant. So I'm all good to go. I didn't is know that, that a was a thing. Yeah, I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> what do you mean? I've never seen anybody put I have a vasectomy on their dating profile. Oh, I mean, maybe they should. That should be a new thing. How, like, well, how old are these people? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I feel like nowadays, you the earlier the better. You need to make those decisions. What? Oh no? man, we need to get some, um, like some some straight males on here just to like okay. let us know if that's like a thing that they believe in. I'm, so my homeboy, he definitely got it. I mean, uh, he popped out like four kids, and so I was like, bro, you 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 need to do something because uh, your pull out game is kind of weak. So I was imagining, you know, for some women who don't want to take the plan B pill, this could be another option for them. I don't know. I feel like hmm. it would turn women off more. Like, I don't know. But what if that... you don't want to have kids? Yeah, but what if a majority of the women who are single and are of the age thinking about kids do want to Then you have already kids. know that's not going to be a good match. You think they own the internet looking for a date for a good match? They're looking for a good time. Oh, okay, okay. I okay. think I don't know. I don't, I don't know about the dating apps. Okay, okay. All right. Well, that we're we're definitely gonna have to revisit that topic. <laughs> then. Did you write that down? Dating apps one on one. What are people you know, looking for? I'm gonna write it down when we get off the uh, <laughs> off the call. You know. Okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna definitely dive into why we have Pinky on the call today. Um, otherwise, I will take us down a rabbit hole of like randomness as I kind of started. Um, so I asked Pinky to come today because I am in the place where I'm just not happy with my job anymore. I don't know if I'm not happy with my boss, but I'm just kind of like, man, I kind of want to just shake things up. You know, I want to do something different. Um, and I just don't know where to start. So what kind of advice would you give me, Pinky? I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I have two degrees. So, yeah, what do I do with all this? I mean, am I going to be stuck in education for the rest of my life? Um, what does the future potentially hold for me? Um, I think you're never stuck, and that's key. Um, so if you feel stuck, then obviously you need to do something else because you're free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you are trying to figure out if you're unhappy at your job or not, and if you should look at something different, then you should start um, identifying what are the things that you do like about your job and okay. then what are the things that you hate so that you can kind of see what's really important to you. Okay. So what if I'm, I mean, I I like my job, but I'm just, I want to make like a thousand figures. I'm tired of what I make. (laughs) Like, at what point do we have to give up what we are necessarily like passionate about to do something to make money? And And how does that align? I don't think you do that at all. 
if you right. have a desire to make a certain amount of money, um, I think you use the talent or the parts of what you do like now to go get that money. So, for example, I can help people and be the bank teller. I can also help people and own the bank. So you just figure out a different way to get the lifestyle that you want and still enjoy your career. So are you talking about like transferable skills? Like, am I supposed to pinpoint things that I'm like good at at my current job? But what if I'm not good at nothing? You know what I'm saying? Well, we all have that one coworker who ain't good for shit. We're <laughs> sitting there looking at them like, Dow, why we can't fire your ass? I mean, what if we don't know what we good at? Well, if you don't know what you're good at, just think about what you like to do and what other people naturally point out that they'd like you to do that for them or ask your advice or something like that. Because um, people at your job come to you for something. They ain't fired you yet. So right. you hold some kind of value in the space. So are you saying if I'm only good at making copies, I need to find a career that I can make copies because I think sometimes we think that we're good at something, but we're really mm -hmm. not good at it. So, so how do you if really you're know? if you're good at making copies, that means you're good at using machines for their purpose. So you can find <laughs> other machines that it makes more money to use that machine for its purpose. You can be a welder. It's the same. You understand how the little welding thing works. You make way more being a welder than someone that makes copies. So, Unless you're an executive assistant for like a corporate foundation, you can make six figures doing that and you make copies. So <laughs> I guess like what steps would you take to necessarily like switch things up, right? Like I want to yeah. switch things up. I have this basic resume um, yeah, and I know I need to transfer those skills, but what, what, what kind of steps? How do I, I get think, from point A to B? I think once you figure out what part of your job that you do like or what part that you don't like, you start to um, think about your what as in what do you think might be good for you next. And then you start reading up and researching and talking to people that work at that job so you can have a good understanding of what's required to do that. Um, and then I, I think that you start getting those experiences to see if it's a good fit for you. And you just explore, start reading out there, start talking to people about what they do. So do you feel like it's okay to like hop from job to job? I mean, because I mean, just to throw Dion under the bus, <laughs> um, Dion had a job for like a year and then she was like, ah, was it even a year, Dion? No, nah, I was like eight months. Yeah. And then she like switched <laughs> it up. Like, is that okay? Or do you have to like commit yourself to this new job, this new field for a certain amount of time? before you can like transition to something else? I think you at least see a full cycle of a job. So for me, like if it's cyclical work that in the spring this happens, in the fall this happens or something like that, you at least see a, a full year to see how it goes. But if you know you're unhappy and you know that this is making your quality of life less, I think you make the changes and start making the changes that you need to, and you learn how to talk about that experience. So if you left early because you were looking for more challenging work or something like that, you learn how to talk about um, really valuing uh, getting better at your job and continuing professional development 
and knowing that you were seeking to, you know, get that in another role. Okay. So what I hear you saying is when I'm ready, do a little research of the jobs that I want to potentially apply for. But what about when you're looking at these jobs and say, I want to become the next executive of a corporation? I, I know I ain't got the skills, um, <laughs> but how can I tailor my resume for that position? So if you know you don't got the skills, don't don't go to the job because you're just going to go to the job and not be able to perform. So they're going to teach me on the job, right? How many jobs do we get uh, where they just teach us on the job? We show yo, can up we, and they tell us can what to we do. Just- can we just fail up like uh like these uh mediocre white boys? Right. <laughs> it, I feel like you got to have some level of confidence that you can actually do the job okay. and then you just learn how to talk about what you really did for like if they want project management skills for example and you don't have a certificate a certification in project management you've managed a project. You've seen something from beginning to end. So you just use that experience that you have and talk about it in the lens of project management. Mm, Okay. So it's okay to lie a little bit. That's not called lying. That's knowing what to say and when to say it. There you go. Okay. So what are some things like I need to keep in mind? Like I'm on this journey to a new field. So Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing is I need to, I need these transferable skills. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I need to know how to lie a little bit. What else? <laughs> <I need? laughs> um, I think that it's important for you to work backwards. So mm. first, first find the job, a posting or something like that. Look at the keywords that they use in the posting. Look at the qualifications or the skills that they want in the posting and figure out if you don't have those skills already, how can you leverage yourself to get those skills? Um, so okay. that way you can be undeniable. Um, you have the skills, you know how to talk about that. You have the skills, your resume reflects that you have the skills, uh, and you can't deny that. So you say like having skills and going out and getting the skills. I I don't have time for all that. What do I do in that case? I don't have time to go out and get a certificate in coding or whatever, but I see this job and they making money. So what do you do when time is your enemy? If you don't have the time, then you're not ready to switch your career because finding a different career is is like a its own job. You have to mm. dedicate time to the process, the interviews, making sure you're researching to see if you're satisfied with the company. So if you don't have the time to go after that, then you don't have to, the time to figure out the next step of your career. Mm. I know like when I see a lot of job postings, <clears throat> if I see a job that's been posted more than two weeks, I'm like, nah, they didn't already hire somebody. I'm not going <laughs> to apply to that job. I mean, two you weeks. know how it is like when you see a posting and it, the job has been there for like six months, you're like, what? Do you still apply to those positions that have been posted longer than like two weeks or three weeks? And or at what period do you say like, no, I should pass on this. This is not an opportunity because it's been posted so long. Um, I think you always apply. Why not? You're going to spend an hour and there's a chance they don't see your resume. There's a chance that they do. You have an hour. You're hungry for something different. You want a job. You're spending that time. You're dedicated. So why not just apply? And then also coming from someone that works in recruiting in corporate America, they're 
is a time that maybe I thought I had a role fill, but I really don't for a variety of reasons. And the post could have been up there for a month, but now I need a new source of candidates. So that could always happen. Yeah. Cause I always think when people don't fill a position it's because the job has been filled, but somebody in the HR has just dropped the ball and they didn't take the ball. You know <laughs> they what I mean? They wasn't doing their job. <laughs> they wasn't doing their job. I mean, cause I've definitely been in situations where people may hit me up and say like, Hey, I see this, this posting on the website. And I'm like, Oh no, nah, we've been filled that position <laughs> a month ago. Um, so I always give it, if I see two weeks or longer, I'm like, nah, they probably found somebody. Or just like thinking about when I hire people, after two weeks, I mean, I'm going to just take with whatever I got. I <laughs> what if hired... they don't pass the background check and y'all have spent a month investing in them? You need somebody else. People still do background checks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's doing background checks. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, I know people don't do drug tests anymore. No, so they I don't do drug still... tests. They don't care okay. about weed no more. But okay. they, <laughs> they do the background check. Okay, so you're saying like as long as it's up there, just go ahead and give it a shot. If it's up there and you like it, go for it. Okay. So, hey, the universe might be working in your favor. So what are some roadblocks that I might come into? You know what I mean? So I can already be mentally prepared, mm-hmm. you know, for this journey. Roadblocks of changing your career? Yeah, like one roadblock for me definitely would have been like seeing a posting for longer than two weeks. Mm-hmm. What are the roadblocks? could I potentially see that would mm-hmm. probably get me discouraged and you're like, nah, don't let that hinder your success or mm-hmm. your, you know, your hunt for a new job. Yeah. I think that, um, it can take a lot of time to find a company that meets your requirements that also feels like you meet theirs. Mm-hmm. So finding a job can take a while. And I think when people are fed up with their job and they've waited until they're at their boiling point, that can make a lot of things bad. So I always recommend if you think you're feeling like you want to maybe do something different, you start exploring it then before you get to your boiling point. And then I also think that a lot of people don't know how to talk about the experiences that they've had in the right way. So if you don't know, then I think you get the help that you need, whether that's like a professional or career center or go to your alma mater, they'll probably help you um, or talk to your friends, talk to people in the job so that you learn how to, you know, finagle your experience and then have a good resume. Wait, go back. So can you give me an example? Of what? Of what you just said. Finagling your experience? Yeah. Because I'm going to have to do a lot of finessing on my my (laughs) resume. So what does that look like? I need to be ready to finesse. Yeah. So let's say you are interested in a, we'll stick with the project management um, example from earlier. You're interested in a project management role and you work at an after school care facility. Project management is just seeing something all the way through, thinking about everything that might come up and that sort of thing. If you work at a daycare after school program, I'm sure you've planned some kind of parent event, some kind of come watch your kid ballet or I don't know how that works. Something like that. So that's project management. You thought of an idea. You made sure the materials were there. You handled all the stakeholders, even if they hold juice cups, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You follow through to completion. Like, you know, project management. Oh, Uh, okay. I can do that. Example. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. 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 Hmm. So any other roadblocks? I cut you off. I didn't know if you had another (laughs) one for me. I think just having the confidence and knowing yourself well enough 
to figure out what you do want. Because, I mean, I think your target audience is like 30-year-olds or something like that. So we're not, because I'm 31 myself, about to be 32, Aries gang, okay, gang, okay, gang. Okay, okay, okay. Um, season coming. <laughs> right. But, but y'all, wait, total sidebar. Y'all still away from the Aries. I mean, they no. are on a different breed. You feel an Aries. Ooh, we'll, we'll talk about that another day, another topic. But go ahead. Mm. I'm sorry. I, yeah. You did. You just threw me off. Where was I? I don't know. I mean, them Aries just throw you off your feet sometimes. You just got to leave them alone. No, know? I was talking about how old we are. <laughs> so, okay, yes, yes. Um, at this point, you're not fresh out of this isn't your first job. You probably had experiences at companies. Um, you've complained about stuff. You might be on your third or fourth job in your career. So at this yeah. point, you should know yourself well enough to know what you do like and what you don't like and what's important to you. If like I, re I work remote. So at this point, I can't see myself going back to the office if a lot of things aren't aligned. So you got to know your bottom lines. If it's a mm. salary expectation, Make sure it meets it because you're going to be miserable if you accept a job that's under your salary because work isn't your whole life. Work is a part of your life that fuels how you live the rest of your life. One of many, if you're smart about it, um, income streams. But you don't settle your lifestyle or what you need in life for a job. Find the role that's best for you. Now, I'm not saying be out here struggling. If you need a job, get a job. But we're not talking about a job. We're talking about a career. Right. Yeah. I like that approach. But that also kind of brings me to my next idea. What if I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm going to just go ahead and start my own <laughs> business, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm tired of working for the man. Or maybe I want to have a career, but I also want to have a business on the side to have multiple streams of income. I mean, because nowadays, if you're on Instagram, you see everybody talking about, oh, man, I own a trucking business. Mm. Uh, I'm in real estate. What other scams are going on right now? <laughs> Um, I don't think those are scams. No, no, I think. those are not scams. But you definitely, see, I think. <laughs> I think for me, when I'm on social media, I'm very weary of things because I see so many people doing like, "Oh, invest a thousand dollars and you'll make a hundred thousand dollars by the end of the month." And so I'm kind of like, "Is this true? Is this not true? How much time do you really need to put into a business?" So. I think we should also kind of discuss that, Dion, about like starting a business, a legitimate business, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And is it as easy as social media makes it seem? Because, I mean, I get on social media all day and I'm like, man, let me go ahead and uh, give me an LLC. I mean, I don't know what I would do with it, but... If I got an LLC, I must be about to make some money. We're going to just talk a little bit about like our experience forming our business and, um, you know, some of the finances side, some of the business terms that you need to know. Also, like the time commitment piece of it, looking at moving with the economy and, you know, when is the time to jump ship and, you know, go back to a nine to five okay. <laughs> if your business idea is not quite working. So, uh, so yeah, we can definitely uh go through all of those topics and i just want to say thank you to our guest also for uh yeah, for enlightening yeah. us i learned a lot I thanks took for some having notes. me i took some notes but um <clears throat> i'm probably not gonna remember these notes so i'm gonna mm. have to follow up with you um <laughs> but in the meantime i i need everybody to send their well wishes and positive vibes my way uh because they send us back to work and i just don't want to go okay um <laughs> You better get that I? resume together. Get that resume. Right. Get that resume together ASAP. Otherwise, I will be back in my office crying every day. No, I'm just playing. I don't be crying. But yes, <laughs> I appreciate you, Pinky, so much. 
Um, I'm excited for you, DM. Maybe you may um, persuade me to open up my own business. Um, but the only way that I plan on opening up my own business is if I can make a million in a year. So if mm-hmm. I can do that by December, I ain't doing it. So mm. it ain't for everybody. All right. Well, I will let you guys go. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for some more great advice.